Do you feel unappreciated and underpaid in your current role? Have you tried and tried to improve your performance but aren't getting recognized? This can leave you hopeless for advancement and burned out. In this episode of our Ultimate Career Growth Performance Series, I'm throwing you a lifeline. We're going to focus on promotions. Welcome to another episode of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansell. We're welcoming you back to episode 49, but we're doing something special if you've been following us. We're on an ultimate career growth performance journey. We're into our fourth module, and this one is focused on promotions. As I said in the intro, you might be feeling unappreciated and underpaid in your current role. But there's another view to look at as well. Maybe you'd like to build up your talents and skills so one day maybe you can become your own boss. You'd be able to call your own shots, set the direction you want to take your company, products, or services. Regardless of your dreams and aspirations, you need to perform well at your current job if you want to have a chance at achieving those things. We're covering key areas around your performance today. And in next week's episode, we're going to dive into our final segment of our Ultimate Career Growth Performance Series, and that's going to be on the topic of leadership. This series should give you a rounded-out approach to your development. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Hit that subscribe button now. Let's start out with a reference to a recent survey by CNBC.com. Their topic was around what percentage of U.S. workers are happy with their jobs. I'm not going to give you the percentages, but I am going to give you the order of how they weighed in to the survey. Meaningfulness was the biggest contributor to overall happiness. Okay. That was followed by recognition or how much colleagues value employees' contributions. Third place was autonomy, or another way to say it, how you value the work-life balance. But here's the kicker. Opportunities for advancement was the biggest drag on the overall index, and it pulled down the percentage significantly. If you're in a new role, you likely recall your job description and your responsibilities. But as time goes on, your memory might fade. You might even get into a groove or a work pattern. But speaking about patterns, you could do a quick rewarding exercise with me. I'll throw out my request to you. Then, if you want to participate, all you have to do is pause this episode, complete the list, and then come back and hit the play button. My little challenge to you is to make a list of your top five or ten things you need to do at your job. It could be for the day, the week, or the month. Go ahead and pause this episode, make up your list, just scribble it down, and then come back and press play. I'll wait a few seconds for you. Okay, you're back. Awesome. I'm glad I didn't lose you. Let me ask you, was your list easy 
or rather difficult to make. Looking at your list, how did you prioritize it? Typically, the most important things, tasks, and activities should be at the top. So I ask you, are they? Really? Due to human nature, it's likely that those items aren't at the top of the list at all, but more than likely midway down, could be at the end, or possibly they didn't even make it on the list altogether. The reason for this is, our human nature is to remember and feel comfortable with tasks or activities that we've done before. So your list is more likely sorted in order of your comfort and experience rather than importance. I'll say that again. It's human nature to remember and feel comfortable with tasks and activities we've performed before. So your list is more likely sorted in order of your comfort and experience rather than importance. If you don't believe me, forget about your list. Have you ever put off a task or activity to the end of the day, week, or month, knowing that the due date was approaching? You naturally put other lesser priority tasks in play, and you used up your available time to work on what I'll call non-essential tasks. This means you may have stayed on your email, checked voicemail, or done less value-added tasks for your company. Have you ever been reminded by your supervisor that an important report was coming due? I have. In my particular case, I had a list just like you made, and it was in reverse order of priority. All I had to do was flip it, and then the critical or value-add items would get accomplished first. This type of thinking and habit doesn't happen overnight, but it all does go into your time scheduling and priority setting. So whether you made a list alongside with me or just listened in, I challenge you to look at your daily, weekly, monthly activities and ask yourself, how important is this? Now, make sure you do it from your management or company's viewpoint and not yours. Otherwise, you could fall into that trap as I talked about before. The reason you have a job is because your company has an end customer, a paying customer, and they need tasks completed to fulfill their customers' needs. If you aren't making valuable contributions to the bottom line, which means the financial figures, it's a lot harder to get on someone's radar as a high performer or someone interested in career growth, including promotions. So take a double look at the tasks you perform on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis and consider reprioritizing. You can always go back and look at your job description, potentially have a meeting with your supervisor or manager, or talk to colleagues. I'll give you some additional tips in this episode, but I'll tell you the big thing you can do if you know of someone in your group or your department that you would classify as a a moderate or high performer. You could start to meet with them if they'd allow it, kind of do a peer review maybe a mini mentoring or coaching session with them on a weekly or monthly basis, and just kind of see how they do things differently. Pick up on the things that you think are good improvement areas, and if you don't like something they're doing, you could respectfully question it or not implement their ideas. Talking about your performance, 
and this promotion and potential for pay raise. Many people have annual reviews, and that's where you sit down with your supervisor or manager and talk about what you feel you've achieved and done for your company, and then your supervisor or manager compares that to what they believe you've accomplished. I'm suggesting that you don't wait for the annual or cyclical performance review. Depending on your work environment and the culture of your company, you could potentially talk to peers supervisors or managers right now. Make a plan starting this week that you're going to ask for some time, even 15 minutes just to sit down. However, I think that's a really really assertive step and it's a great thing to do, but make a plan before you do it. You need to have some key points that you want to address so that you don't surprise your supervisor or manager when you sit down and meet. Now, In a prior episode, I talked about our customers, and I briefly mentioned them earlier, in this case, talking about the end paying customer, right? We all have customers, but they're upstream and downstream. That means you have additional opportunities to seek and receive advice and feedback from them. It doesn't always have to come from your management only. After you complete a specific activity or task or special report or a critical project, maybe there was something that you came in for on a weekend, you were called into an emergency, there's no harm in sending out an email to a couple people on that team and include some in management and just ask for their feedback. You'd like to learn from this and grow from this. I just want to get you thinking during this podcast episode, we don't realize it, but there are so many avenues for feedback that if we do it properly and effectively, we really can start to rise above our colleagues and coworkers and start to become a higher level or top performer. One question you could say, would you work with me again? In your own thoughts, would I want to work with that colleague again? If not, why? And if so, why? What qualities, what contributions, what personality style did they have? How well did they communicate? How frequently? Speaking of communication, when you communicate verbally, word choice is critical. We can always use less words, and that provides more value. There's an old phrase out there, less is more. When you're writing, whether it's reports, emails, what have you, even texting. Written words, less is more. It doesn't always have to be short phrases and choppy sentences. You can still have flow, but many times in our work environments, we can take out the emotional part of our sentences and just make factual statements. It gets the point across and it gets the job done more quickly. Speaking about the word choice, It's not only what is said when you're in a conversation, but how it's said. If you can pick up on that, you're going to get a lot further in your career. Information can be provided in a number of ways, but it's also how you engage with the audience, engage with your listener, that if you keep them attracted to the conversation, attracted to the information, you'll convey your message more efficiently, more effectively. Again, don't forget to talk to your peers. Consider seeing if your company has a mentoring or coaching program. Possibly, rather than asking for mentoring, you could say, I'm interested in co-mentoring. I can share the background and experience that I've brought to this company, and in turn, I'd like to be enriched 
and improved by others' experiences that complement mine. Next, I wanted to mention your time consumption. With your time consumption, kind of like we talked about organization earlier, do you overpromise and underdeliver? That's what I said. Do you overpromise and underdeliver? Too many times we agree to take on too many tasks, and with what's going on in the world today, especially working virtually and remotely, we take on too much because there's less staff available. We're all being asked to do more with less. Have you ever caught yourself saying the phrase, I'll get to it shortly. I'll have it for you soon. What do you do when you get a customer or management request and they say, I need it now? Have you ever responded with okay? Or maybe you responded, understood. So now I ask you, if you have, how did you prioritize that situation? Everything's needed right away in today's age, and everything's needed as soon as possible. As you get more comfortable in your job role, whether you're an individual contributor starting out in the you know, bottom line, in the, down in the field's trenches, as we say, or as you start to earn promotion and move up in management, which next week, by the way, we're going to talk about leadership. That's going to close out our Ultimate Career Growth Series, and I recommend you hit the subscribe button now because you don't want to miss out. Regardless of where you are in the work stream, you need to learn how to communicate better and prioritize so that you can get more done effectively and more done efficiently. What I'm recommending to you with regards to time consumption is be cautious when you get requests from internal customers and management. You're only one person and you can only do so much and we all know there's only so many minutes and hours in a day. Respectfully, you could respond instead of, I'll get to it shortly, or yes, sir, yes, ma'am, I'll have it for you soon, or understood, it's urgent. You could say to your supervisor, manager, or peer, I already have this important item that's due at the end of the day. What priority does this fall? Well, I need that right away also. I understand that, but I can only work on one of these items at a time. All right, tell you what. Get me the first item today and the second item by noon tomorrow. In a way, you've kind of gently negotiated a new due time, a new due date. If somebody asks you to do competing things and you can't get clarification from them, rather than do what some people say is, I went around their back and talked to their supervisor or manager, tell the person, you know what? I'm sorry, but I can't do both things at once. I understand they're both urgent. I'm going to pop over and check in with your manager and see if we can just find a little bit different sequence for me to complete these in. That way, the requester knows that you're going to their manager and they don't feel like you went around their back. I hope that makes sense because we're trying to include everyone in the communication path. So using some of these tips from organization of your tasks and your projects to monitoring your time consumption along with viewing your job profile and making sure you fully understand what you are tasked with when you are hired on and what your current priorities are now, you should be able to start moving towards the path for promotion, getting recognized better for completing tasks that are more important to the company rather than more comfortable to you. And by communicating more clearly, you'll actually have a little bit more time because you're going to be more efficient and be able to get more done. 
slowly that will give you the ability to take on additional tasks and additional activities, such to the point where you might be able to volunteer for certain special projects. And that's where you could have the opportunity to be in challenging situations and grow so that you could potentially start earning promotions and better pay increases. I hope this content helped you today. And I really look forward to our next week's session as we get ready to close out our ultimate career growth performance series. And we're going to finish it with leadership. So I remind you again, please visit craigansell.com. I'd love for you to sign up to my email list because next week is also our 50th episode anniversary. I can't believe we've already got 50 episodes going into the bank. We're going to do something special. There might be some giveaways and some freebies, so you really want to make sure you're on my email list to see if you could win a potential free Resume Masterclass session. I have a digital course on Resume Masterclass. It's six 15-minute modules that you complete at your own pace. It helps you with creating a resume for the first time, updating your resume if you're out in the job world and have some experience, Or if you have significant experience and a more lengthy resume, many times people need help completely remodeling their resume and knowing what is important to keep on and what's important to take off so that within two to three seconds of the viewer's time, you can grab their attention and win the interview. So again, go to craigansell.com, click on one of our action buttons to sign up for our email list, and we'll go ahead and send you our three resume excellence tips to help your resume land on the top of the pile. And what's more important, you'll be part of our email subscriber list, and you might have the chance to get access to a free resume masterclass. It's valued at $200, and you'll get lifetime access to create, update, or redesign your resume. We might also throw out some time with yours truly to do coaching one-on-one. You could talk about anything related to resumes, interviews, personal or performance career growth. That's what we're here for. I look forward to talking to you next week and always look forward to hearing from you on social media. It's at Craig Ansell, that's C-R-A-I-G-A-N-C-E-L. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can always reach me directly through my email, Craig at craigansell.com. And don't forget our website. We look forward to your feedback and growing our podcast subscriber list and email subscriber list. God bless you. Have a wonderful April.